Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Uliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. Uh, my name's Rachel. Some call me pastor. You don't have to call me pastor. Very happy with Rachel. Um, and I've been a part of this church for four years, but I've been a minister basically since I was about 20. And I'm not going to tell you how many years that is, because that would be really silly to do that right now, because you'd all get a bit of an indicator of where I'm sitting and my age. But anyway, nonetheless, um, I have four amazing kids and my husband is here on the front row. He's the handsome one in the brown jacket. Um, so, you know, and I, I have the unbelievable privilege, as some of you would know, of, of, of working in an anti-slavery organisation. I'm very passionate about human rights. I'm very passionate about ending slavery in my lifetime. I'm very passionate about ensuring that I provide a free world for the generations to come and that slavery is no longer an issue across the face of the earth. But I'm also passionate about the church. I believe that God is building His church and I believe that the church is the access for hope across the planet. And I believe that God is very engaged with what is happening globally. So I am so excited when I see Pastor John and Pastor Anne in Hungary. I'm so excited when I see that beautiful young woman who is a part of our NAIDOC contribution, helping young women from um, Indigenous backgrounds rise and emerge and become all that they know that they can be in their lifetime. I think God smiles on that. Amen. If you're a A woman in the church, you can say amen. God smiles on that. God loves that. And uh, so I'm just so excited about how God is marrying up everything that I'm going to speak about today. You know, God is not silent across the planet. God's eyes are not closed across the planet. God's heart is not moved across the planet. God sees, God hears, God's heart is breaking for what is happening across the earth. Anyone love Superman? Come on, there's got to be someone here that loves Superman. What I love about, you know, if you're watching Superman, he's up way up in the stratospheres and he hears all the noise and he hears all the crying. And then there's one sound that just, he just has to, rushes down to earth to help. I love that because it reminds me of of what I think God is like. Nothing is going unnoticed across the earth right now. Nothing is unheard across the earth. God is aware of the issues. And I take great comfort in that because I am in the role that I carry. I'm so aware of the darkest issue across the planet, the fastest growing criminal activity being trafficking across the earth. I'm aware of that. And sometimes I'm like, where is God? But I know He sees it. I know He hears it. And I know He's raising up a generation of people that are very committed to seeing that end. The key thing is, He is activating people into their purpose. God is activating people into His purpose. Now, this is not a new thing. God has been activating people into His purpose since time began. We see throughout Scripture, He activated Abel, He activated Enoch, He activated Abraham, Sarah, Jacob, Joseph, 
Moses, Rahab. Throughout history, God has allowed His people or people to see the potential of what is possible through being activated and moving and the change that can happen. Bring it forward thousands of years and let's talk about people like Kate Shepherd, who was a Kiwi who activated the right for women to vote and wrote letters that went globally and started a movement that allowed women across the earth to have the ability to have an influence in the direction of nations. God activated her. Maria Curry, the woman who decided that we could diagnose people better if we could see what was going on inside a human body. And she became the first radiologist across the earth. God activated something in her. Florence Nightingale, many, many people were dying. And Florence Nightingale decided, you can tell I come from a nursing background, right? Florence Nightingale decided it wasn't good enough that people were dying in hospitals because of swallow conditions. She decided it was time to activate a change in nursing. You see, God saw it. God raised up somebody to be an answer in that space to bring change. The key thing is, is that God is raising up people that are activated, but they're activated in faith. Faith is your energy. Faith is your motivation. Faith is the thing that keeps you believing in the promises that you know God has placed in your heart, but you don't see the answers yet. You see, in Hebrews chapter 11, God talks about all the heroes of faith. Life has taught me something that faith doesn't mean you're going to get the answers that you want or you're going to see the results you want in life. One of my dearest friends, oh, would have been like 10 years ago, was diagnosed with an inoperable and incurable tumour in her brain. And I remember she was a great missionary. She was an incredible, credible person. And I remember sitting with her over a couple of years while she fought a GBM in her, a GBM in her brain. And we were talking about how does God fit into this and how do we find God in this? And I have so much more I want to do for God. But it seemed that her life was cut short. And she said these words to me. She said, Rachel, I think God's calling me to stand in the great cloud of witnesses and watch on and cheer you on in life. She didn't see the promises, but she lived in faith. And you know, today God hears the cries of the planet. God hears the ache. God hears the pain. God sees the issues. And He is causing us and asking us to be activated in and through faith. Now, we may not see the promises in this lifetime. We may not see the answers in this lifetime. But that's not what God is asking us to do. God is asking us to stay activated and involved, believing that we will, at some point, we will see the answers come. In Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance, the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, 
being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Today, tomorrow, the next day, the next week, the next month, the next year, I really do believe without a shadow of a doubt, God is calling His church to be activated in faith. Not just with good ideas, not with just good intentions because they don't last, but with faith. A resolute knowing that you know that you know that God is in control. You see, in Romans 11, we see and we hear Paul the Apostle speaking about the heroes of faith. And you've got to understand that, yes, a lot of the men and women that he spoke about were men and women that saw the promises of God come. But then he goes on to talk about those who didn't. The ones that believed, but they still did not see what God had for them. They kept going, they kept believing, they kept doing, but they still didn't see what God had for them. And then straight into Romans 12, he says these words, Therefore, we are now surrounded. Now, you've got to remember in the original translation, there were no chapters. So if you and I were to sit down and read Romans like 2,000 years ago, we would read it from start to finish. There would not be a break. There would not be chapters. So you can basically say that Romans 11 has just moved right on into Romans 12 that says, Now we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have come testimony to the truth. Let us, this is in Romans 12 verse 1, let us strip off every weight and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight and every sin which so readily and defiantly and cleverly entangles and clings to us and let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us. Looking away from all that will distract us to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. I'm reading from the Amplified. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame as now is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Just think of him who endured from sinners such grievous opposition and bitter hostilities against himself, reckoned it up and considered it all in compassion, comparison with your trials so that you may not grow weary or exhausted being losing heart and relaxing and fainting in your minds. We live in a time and a day where God is saying, do not give up. Do not look back. Do not be weary. Do not give up hope. As I was preparing for this message, I really felt like the Holy Spirit said there is a spirit, this grief is trying to settle on the church. A grief of what could have been. Oh, COVID. Oh, we lost this. We lost that. Well, we don't have this. Look at the state of the world. Oh dear. Oh my. Oh heck. Oh yeah. What? Oh no. Oh, I, I think God was right in the middle of COVID. I think God was at work. I think God was sorting a few things out. I think God was putting a few things right. I think God was getting His church set up for some of the greatest things that we have ever seen across the planet. 
I believe that God is working in places, in scenes, and in areas of our society that we don't even, we can't even begin to dream about what God's up to. I believe that God is speaking in ways like He's never spoken before. I believe the day is coming when countless thousands of young people are going to start walking into the doors of the church because God has turned up in their bedroom. He's visited them in their dreams. He's been speaking to them. He's been talking to them. They've seen They've heard, they've understood everything around them. They've been sitting in pig pens for like a long, long time. But they know that there's something waiting for them. They know there's a father waiting for them. So they're getting out of their pig pens right now and they're coming to their senses and they're coming back to the father. That's what I believe is going on. And I believe God's getting his church healthy. I believe he's getting us strong. I believe he's merging and moving us away from judgment to grace and love and compassion and mercy. And I believe He's reconfiguring the heart of the church so that when the multitudes come to faith, there is going to be an unbelievable collision with the mercy and grace of God. And who is called to outwork that? It's you and me. And it's going to require a lot of faith. You see, when I had the privilege of going to Southeast Asia and I was walking in places that you will never walk in, well, I pray you never walk in, and I was sitting in situations that you will never see or never understand, and I was talking to children that were in pain like you and I will never understand, it was easy to go, what the heck, God? But there is a resilience in me that tells me that I may not see what I want to see yet, But the day is coming when I will see freedom in those spaces around the planet. How do I get that faith and how do I live in that faith? Well, I'm so glad you asked me that question. I sound like Pastor John there. (laughs) Righto, you know it. Therefore, since we are surrounded by greater cloud of witnesses, I'm telling you faith, true faith, authentic faith, real faith, balanced faith is not isolated. Good faith, solid faith, strong faith, balanced faith is done with a community of people. You surround yourself with people that live in faith and that can lead you into faith. You know what? I personally, I don't want to be around people that are not in faith. I want to be around people that believe against all odds God can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask, dream, think or imagine. Amen? I want to be around people that believe that God has not walked away from this generation. I want to be around people that believe that God is going to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask, dream or think or imagine in this generation. I'm telling you, church, we're about to see miracles like we have never seen across the planet before. And get ready for it because it's going to be unusual. It's going to be unpredictable. And it's going to be like nothing we have ever seen before. I believe that to live in faith, we must take off and throw aside everything that so easily holds us down. I love to run. Right now, I have an injury. I am not a happy camper. Anyone like knows what that's like? I've got a funny hamstring. Not good. Okay, you probably don't want to know that information, but I just want to share my pain with you. 
But anyway, I, I, you know, anyway, anyway, we've got to lay aside everything that encompasses us and ties us down. We've got to run our race. Some of you have got things that you just like to hold on to, and it's like, yeah, I just want to have that resentment towards that community and society. I just want to close them out of the potential of God really invading their lives and it's just something, it's, a, it's an, a resentment and an antagonism and a hatred towards them that I just want to hold on to. You know what? You can't live in faith and hold on to resentment. You can't live in faith and not believe that everyone deserves the gospel and the love of Jesus. You want to hold on to that? You've got to wait. <laughs> I'm not holding on to that because I believe everybody and I'll preach this till the day Jesus takes me to heaven. Everybody has a right to the love and grace of God. Everybody. He died for all, not just for us. He died for the people that don't dress like us, don't look like us, don't sound like us. Since when did we have the right to say God can love them, but not them? When did we have the right to say that the cross of Jesus Christ was not enough for all? It's a weight the church has got to get rid of because it's not going to wash with the move of the Holy Spirit across the planet. Do you know what? We're seeing people come to faith in the organisation that I work for, Destiny Rescue, and they're some of the darkest people on the planet. And we have to stand as an organisation in grace, believing that all have the right for salvation despite everything. And this is the one weight we have to get rid of across the church is classifying who God can love and who He can't. And I'm telling you, we can't just leave it sitting beside our feet. We have to get this thing and we have to throw it. Now I've got to go find that thing. And this is what Paul the Apostle was saying, you've got to throw it. You know, we've got to throw it because I tell you why, What you love, God will give you. What you love, God will entrust you with. Because the Word of God says, where the Holy Spirit is, there is love. And without love, the Holy Spirit cannot, cannot be there. Amen? You know what? I am, I will live my life free so that God can entrust me with the most broken, the most isolated, the most marginalised and the most oppressed. And I will live throwing. Oh, good catch, Rita. I, I will live my life throwing those weights away because my role is to run that race and I will not let this weight encompass me. You know, the Word of God brings faith. And for me, this is my faith scripture. I wish I could say more, but time restrains me. The Word of God is this for me every day. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly, defend the rights of the poor and needy. That is my scripture and it brings faith. 
Maybe your scripture is for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I wanna encourage you today, hold on to that. Hold on to the Word of God. Make it your light, make it your life, make it the access that everything you do spins upon. You see what I love about activated people is this is what they look like. Activated people build arcs. They build arcs for the generations to come. They build places of safety so that the wind and when the rain and when the torrents come, there's a space for the generations to come to. That's my heart. Activated people lay tables in valleys. You see, I believe generations of people are walking through valleys right now and activated people find the valley and they lay a table and they set it for them. And they provide them with food and nourishment and they provide them with a place to sit. They provide them with a place to rest. Activated people lay tables. Activated people visit tombs. You see, Jesus, He went to a tomb. It was Lazarus's tomb and everyone said, that can't live. But you know what? When you're activated through faith, anything can live. And I believe the church that God is raising up, that is activated, is not afraid to go to the darkest places on the planet and say, live in Jesus' Name, because activated people aren't afraid of what people have written off. And activated people throw parties. Come on. Oh, you know, in my heart, I throw a party every day. I do. Because I'm in faith. Because in my heart, I know there are thousands. I know there are hundreds of thousands. I know there are millions of people returning to the Father. And I'm standing at the top of the hill with Jesus. And in faith, I'm anticipating that there is a party He's gonna ask me to throw for that one. There is a party He's gonna ask me to throw for my family. There's a party He's gonna ask me to throw for this person and that person. And I'm ready waiting to prepare a party for the prodigals and those who don't know Him to come home. I'm not waiting for the moment. I'm just, I'm ready. I've got that party ready to go. I've got it planned. I've got the ring. I've got the sandals. I've got the garments. I'm ready to put it on as many people as I can because activated people love to throw parties for those who don't know Jesus yet. Friends, today, let's stay activated by getting around people of faith, throwing the things that are holding us back Be prepared to do the long haul with God. Relax and be yourself. Oh, thank goodness. God is not gonna ask you to be anybody than you're not. That's why I wore a pink, bright pink jacket. I thought, oh, well, it's a bit bright, but that's who I am. Be you. Remember all your beginnings. Remember how it all began there. Oh my goodness. He who has been forgiven much, 
should love much. If I live my life there, I have to love because He loved me. And keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And wherever you go, ask yourself, is God asking me to build an ark here? Is God asking me to lay a table here? Is God asking me to speak life into a tomb here? Or is He asking me to throw a party? Be activators in every situation of life. Don't be deactivators. And don't build walls. Don't burn bridges. Live in faith and live activated. Because we are on the cusp of something pretty significant. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Juliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.